Uh, we'll get the best trailer here pretty soon, but that's why Crimes of Grindelwald was a big fat bomb. Um, but I also have to say Bohemian Rhapsody is one of the worst pieces of cinema in modern American history. Let's move on. Welcome to the Town Brothers Podcast Experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. This week, I got the same batch of guys with me to my right. My name is Nick Town. I'm on four and a half hours of sleep. Let's talk about cinema around the world, and let's talk about cinema in the U.S. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Nick Talon. And across from me. Hey, it's Tyler. Uh, thanks for coming back for, what is it, our 20th episode? 20, First, 21st, I turned that in July. 23rd episode, guys. Nate turns 23 <laughs> this Nate turns 23 this 23rd February. Friday. Thank you, Nick. All right. Uh, we got some something special this episode. We got light on news, light on trailers, and all that stuff. But we do have our nominations for the illustrious Talon Brother Awards. Thank you. And Tyler, I helped. <laughs> <laughs> Airing the same day as the Oscars. But so, some people some people are clamoring and saying we're more reliable. The, the true question is, who is going to win Best Picture? Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, our list is way better. We'll probably get more views too. Anyway, continue. Okay, most of the nom- most of the categories are pretty similar to what you would see at a normal award show, but we have some some special ones in here. So I'm just going to run through these nominations. The uh, the gallery here will sound off with whatever they want to sound off of, and then we'll just move on and get these things rattled off. We'll also post a list on the Facebook page so and that- Twitter. Oh, sorry, my Apple Watch is going off. <laughs> That's inappropriate, dude. Okay, just like your whole life. Here we go. First category for biggest surprise, the nominees are. Cool. I like that category that we added in. Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh, yeah. Hereditary. Of of course. Game Night. Yep. Crazy Rich Asians. Okay. And Searching. Searching was a surprise. I have to say that I wanted Smallfoot in there, but Tyler vetoed it. Smallfoot wasn't that good, dude. Yeah. All right, <laughs> and the nominees for biggest disappointment. Oh, love are. this category. What's it? What's it listed as on our paper though? Biggest D. Hell yeah, let's get it. Mid nineties. Okay, people are gonna hate us for this one, but yes, it was. And it I, doesn't mean a bad movie by any means. It no, just no, 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 means no. We're disappointed. In. I thought, based on the trailer and everything I heard going into it, that this was a potential best picture movie, and it really I didn't think was even close to that. And Compared to Mining the Gap, I don't think it's as good. Hot and they're take. so similar, so I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. They truly are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jurassic World 2. Yeah, because I wasn't excited for that at all, and it's and, still... That movie was a turd. Guys, you got to let me get through the list. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. Before we start all right, go ahead. <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh. Predator. The Predator. Oh. And Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll get the best trailer here pretty soon, but that's why Crimes of Grindelwald was a big fat bomb. Um, but I also have to say Bohemian Rhapsody is one of the worst pieces of cinema in modern American history. Let's move on. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Best oh, trailer. Oh, just as I predicted. Uh, <laughs> Infinity War number one. Mm. Mandy. Oh. First Man trailer number two. Winner of the Best Picture Award. <laughs> Crimes of Grindelwald trailer number two. Yeah. And Mission Impossible Fallout number one. Can't, you can't fight. fight the friction. <laughs> no. 
I yeah, you can't beat Imagine Dragons in a trailer or a car commercial. So I say that's a great category. Let's move on to the next one. Um, a category that will be covered in the actual awards, but not right here, is best scene. We have so many nominations here, but it's just kind of like an homage to this year in movies. Should and we kind still of, pick a winner? Yeah, why not? And then we just won't we tell will. anyone. <laughs> no, we'll pick a winner. All right. A Talon Brothers exclusive award coming up. I like a Despice award. The nominees are Mandy, Bad Times at the El Royale, Ready Player One, Annihilation, and Game Night. Do you want us to explain what the category is? Go ahead and explain what I like a Despice. We, we'll each explain what I like a Despice means to us. Me and Nate couple months ago conceived the award when we noticed that some short films and stuff just weren't getting recognition at our college i no longer go there but we had to give them love um so we created this award and we just wanted to highlight what it means to be human and what it means to be alive and feel the gravity uh pressed down on your shoulders i like it a spice now, what does I, it mean to you tyler i base this award on the phrase i like it a spice yes and and what I do is I'm, I'm picking the movie that makes me feel that phrase in that exact way the most. Basically, yeah. What I think all <laughs> these nominees exude spice, and whichever one I prefer over the others is what's going to win. And <laughs> I believe that we got it from Jack Black on Hot Ones when he said, I like it to spice. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Or did you list them? No, you listed them. All right. Let's By the way, up. I hope our viewers uh, realize that we're all going to be fighting for the winner in every one of these yeah. categories. So it's going to be really interesting. Could honestly. be a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> Someone could die. Uh, next up, we got the best actor category. Coming before best supporting. Go ahead That for just me. shows where our priorities are lying. Yeah, our list is terrible. We have Ethan Hawke in First Reform. Mm. Ryan Gosling in First Man. Some would call us fanboys. Robert Redford, an old man in the gun. Yeah, legacy award. <laughs> Bradley Cooper, and a star is born. For Rocket and Carter. And Joaquin Phoenix, and you were never really here. Mm. That was a pretty good list. What an inspired list, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is. <laughs> That's a good badge, you guys. <laughs> Go ahead and move on to the next one for me. Uh, best supporting actor. We have Alex Wolf, Hereditary. Brian Tyree Henry in every movie that he was in. <laughs> I have it's to be a, it's honest. It's a dual award, right? I have to be honest. Good list so far. Continue. Adam Driver in Black Klansman. Why are you whispering? Sam Elliott in A Star is Born. <laughs> He's better than The Big Lebowski. In Sylvester Stallone in Creed Two. Yeah, I fought this one. <laughs> I fought this one. I, uh, who do we kick out for that? Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> There's some fighting for just this list alone, so... Um, okay, next category is Best Actress. Um, pretty inspired list coming up here. We have Tony Collette in Hereditary. Of course. Elsie Fisher in Eighth Grade. We Eight. didn't hear either of those names this season. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that we're obsessed with A24? Continue. <laughs> Olivia Coleman in The Favorite. Yelitsa Aparicio. Is mm, that how you pronounce yes. it? Yes. Good Roma. work, man. And Emily Blunt. In a quiet place. We'll give her some love. And yeah, I fought against that <laughs> one. I have to be honest, too. I'm looking down at the piece of paper, and there's a star next to one of the women's name. And that means that we've already locked her for a winner. Let's move on to the next category. Sure, I think that's the only one we're all 100% yeah. in agreement with. Uh, next up is Best Supporting Actress. We have Cynthia Erivo in Bad Times at the El Royale. Mm. Sissy Spacek 
An Old Man and the Gun. I disagreed with that one, but let's continue. <laughs> Emma Stone in The Favorite. For sure. Rachel Weisz in The Favorite. Is that 824? No. Oh. Claire Foy, First Man. Yeah, that's a good list, except the one. Who? We'll talk about it later, but out of the two that are crossed off, I don't know who you would prefer. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to say, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we can't. You say. really didn't make your case. Because <laughs> I think that list was pretty set. All right. Oh, now, I know what I was going to do for that one. I think you're just kind of a jackass. Best animated <laughs> Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Cool. Early man. <laughs> Moss. <laughs> Isle of Dogs. Okay. And The Incredibles 2. Da, 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 da. Good okay, list. good list. Good list. I feel like we need to bring the energy though, because you're sleeping. Sounds Are like you okay? It sounds like you popped. Do you feel melatonin. better now? No, I'm just I'm really amped. All right, <laughs> best score. First man. Beale, if Beale Street could talk. Oh my God. Mandy. Oh. Uh, Hereditary. Talk. And Isle of Dogs. Oh. What is your thoughts on that? That's like, a, I think that's a great list, and I'm going to be honest, should have been the list at the Oscars. I, <laughs> I kind of agree. I don't think there's anything wrong with that list. I think all of our lists are better than the Oscars. Okay, let, <laughs> let's not toot our own horn too much. Um, next up, best director of the year. Of the year. Ari of Aster all time. for Hereditary. Barry Jenkins. <laughs> Are you okay? Barry, I'm going to... It's Jenkins. Oh, this is Tyler Bourne who wrote this. Yeah, Barry Jenkins, but I'm going to say how it's... No, wait, don't... Barry Jenkins. <laughs> for okay. If Beale Street Could Talk. I think Jinkies. I just... Lynn Ramsey. Missing the E there for <laughs> You Were Never Really Here. Wow. This Damien is, Chazelle. This is her first man. For Why are you guys being and so mean? <laughs> Alfonso Caron. Roma. Roma. Da, 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 da. Anything there, guys? I think it's a great list. Yeah, I think it's good. <laughs> I, there's nothing wrong with all of our choices. <laughs> Continue, though. People probably already turned off the podcast. Let's keep it going. So the check the check marks are the nominees. Just confirming. I don't know. That. Ask him. He yes, is there it. five check there's marks? There's two dots, though, as well. The two dots were marked down for later, but we never went with them. Oh, they're uh, no, no. honorable mentions. Those are honorable mentions, yeah. Okay, so here's the nominees for best cinematography. Sweet. Alfonso Cron, Roma. Yeah. Linus Sandgren, First Man. James Laxton, If Beale Street Could Talk. Mm. Robbie Ryan, The Favorite. Oh. And Cold War. Good luck pronouncing this <laughs> name. <laughs> Lucas something. Yeah, I couldn't tell you, but beautiful. <laughs> And don't worry, everybody. We will be broadcasting the best cinematography yes. award. <laughs> yeah, and I we mean, won't even come out and say that we're not, and then backtrack <laughs> on it later. Don't worry, we have zero sponsors don't, that we have to worry about. I want you to keep in mind. Don't worry, we are never sloppy on the show. Let's go ahead and uh, say the honorable mentions and cinematography. Uh, the two honorable mentions for cinematography, for a good reason. Once you figure out what these are, Rob Hardy for Mission Impossible Fallout, jumping out of a plane in a one take. Pretty extraordinary stuff. I would agree. And Jimmy Chin for Free Solo. Jimmy Chin and Crew. Crew. Because it yeah. was definitely. That's a documentary a, yeah. crew on I, And I have to admit, both of them involve doing insane stuff. 
Let's go ahead and move on to the next one. We got the biggest award yet. What is this one? Best Picture. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> and the nominees for the Talon Brothers Awards. Best Picture. Hold my hand when you say it. There are 10, by the way. There are 10 nominees because we're not afraid. Because we utilize it, and we're not afraid to go over the runtime. I was fighting for five. It was a very short fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I have, to admit, I have to admit it was a very short fight because he was simply wrong. <laughs> Let's move on to the next nomination. We just want to highlight. Now, box. before we say anything, all these awards are from the smallest of hive minds. It's three guys, <laughs> predominantly white. <laughs> Yeah, keep in mind that we, our demographic is bad. And also keep in mind that our opinions normally are also bad. But I will, I am confident in saying every nominee in this list is worth a watch. And isn't that all that matters? That's what, this whole, this, that's, a, that's what our awards are about. We recommend the movies that we have mentioned. Just and go see them. We don't mean shit anyway. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm not trying to talk us down, but like to be honest, at the end of the day, this will be every, forgotten in every three award show. Yeah. And also, we try to nominate stuff that all three of us saw. Obviously, there are a lot of movies that only mm-hmm. one of us was able to see, and um, you know, so we just kind of wanted to make sure it was stuff we all saw and could talk <coughs> about. Wildlife, so. <coughs> Cold War. So here we go. The nominees for Best Picture: Roma. If Beale Street could talk. Oh, the favorite. Spider-Man, Into mm. the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Free Solo, First Reformed, First Man, Minding the Gap, Oh, Mission Impossible Fallout, and Hereditary. And I have to keep in mind, we are from Rockford, Illinois. Minding the Gap takes place in Rockford, Illinois. So we actually <laughs> technically have nine Best Picture nominees. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm very happy with the list we compiled, truthfully. Why would you even say that? I mean, that continue to add to the all of those. All of those movies are close to five star bangers, and in that, our that's eyes. all that matters, you know. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not a typical movie critic where it's like the coveted five star banger. If it makes an impact on me, you're getting a five star banger, baby. <laughs> all right, and that's the nominees. Uh, Sunday at around noon, before the Oscars, you'll we'll have a nice video for the awards. Are the Oscars this Sunday? Yeah. Yes. Really? And keep uh, your eyes out this week sometime for a bonus episode that is a specialty episode that we will be talking about documentary, best documentary on at the Oscars, shorts mm-hmm. and full length ones with a special guest, our second special guest in our series so far of podcast. Yeah. So when is that episode going up? Uh, we're going to, I think we're aiming to record it Thursday. So maybe mm-hmm. Friday in in that realm, maybe. All right, sweet. Cool. All right, shall we hop into the actual podcast And now let's jump into another episode of the Talon Brothers Podcast. Okay, no more of the voice, though. It's hurting my eyes. Isn't that that what you're doing for the new intro? No, it's going to be more so. Welcome to the Talon Brothers Podcast. All right, go ahead, though. I don't like you guys anymore. (laughs) Yeah, what happened? We took three weeks off and our podcast sucks? (laughs) I think we're doing good, man. I think it's always sucked. All right, let's jump in. <laughs> Why are you guys so mean? First news story that we're going to touch on is just the 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 plethora of Dune news. We got Josh Brolin. We got Jason Momoa joining it. Two-parter. First part. Tupac no- is involved. November 2020. Is it true, Nate, that they cast Tupac? <laughs> Tupac's hologram whale will make an appearance <laughs> in the movie. Cool. All they keep doing is getting 
cool casting and whatever great memes are coming out of it one of my favorites is if you are reading this right now you are <laughs> casting too i have to admit they are doing a fantastic job i mean but what is <laughs> what is the budget gonna be it's gotta be the they, sky they're gonna be like think about think about dave batista's role in blade runner yeah that's what most of these people are no that's be. what i assumed i mean that's what i figured jason momoa is gonna be yeah is just and same thing when? with oscar isaac yeah. When the hell is Jake Yellen? Yeah, the, I love this stuff where it's like Jake Gyllenhaal waiting outside. <laughs> and Denise it's like house. the creepy deer that's like a zombie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, follow the Talon Brothers at Twitter at the Talon Brothers. Po- Talon Brothers. Talon Bros. Nice. The Talon Bros. Go ahead, though. Good plug. Good plug. Uh, yeah, I I'm plug. very excited for this movie. I, I cannot wait. This is like top of the most anticipated list. It could cl- crash in flames, though. Like No, I don't think Dune so. Dune is notoriously known. The for only being... problem is is that Denis the... made Blade Runner 2049. And who thought a sequel to Blade Runner could possibly be good, let alone better than the original, let alone the best movie ever made? So, I mean, <laughs> like, how, and how I have can to, you doubt it? And I have to point. admit... Denis is top three, my favorite directors. I'm 20 years old and white. So, <laughs> that being said, it's actually a requirement if I have a podcast about movies that he has to be in the top three along with Christopher Nolan and Wes Anderson. So let's go ahead and move on. I don't on. think – I, I, I feel like these I'm are I'm joking. Points. I just pulled that out of yeah. my Denis number one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his movies are amazing. There's no reason anybody should no. be upset with anyone liking him as a filmmaker because he, he makes – now, really great movies. I'm going to say this. One thing for sure, and I've uh, this is one of the things where I'm hoping that I'll be shocked. One thing's for sure is this could go down as one of the biggest flops of all time. Uh, the movie is not going to – I don't know why they're blowing the budget up because it is not going to perform but, well. But look at – did you see the thing where he's like plucking someone from each of these major franchises that are like – I think – I think – I agree. It's. I don't think it will make its money back. I don't think he's fast. Do can I continue, or should you go ahead and talk more? I think that it will uh, bomb, but I think that it's going to make more than people think. It's got the poll now. It's got people talking, and it'll make $50 million. Does it do better than Alita Battle Angel in the box office? If it doesn't, God help I'll us. I'll say equivalent. Did you guys know how much it made? Did you guys hear? $34 million. It was like 42 after the, the five-day weekend. But it's making some money overseas. A lot. Mm-hmm. What was it? Like ninety something. Dune will make a tight five million, and they'll call it a day. They'll send it to Blu-ray, and they'll make five hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we move on? All right. Uh, just a quick little thing: the uh, Breaking Bad movie will air on uh, AMC and Netflix. I believe it's going to Netflix first, and then it's going to be on AMC later. I'll say what I say about everything in the future, just so I have a cop out to add to the podcast. This just gives me incentive to watch the the show, <laughs> so I'll go ahead and watch that in a couple of years. It's still, it's got the original creators are doing it again, and Aaron Paul's back, and it's like following him. So could be a could be a good one for Netflix. We'll see. I have. I've never seen the show, so I have nothing to add to this. Nothing to contribute. I'm gonna say Why I'm gonna go out like on a limb boy? and say it may be a good movie. Who's directing it? Is there any Vince Gilligan? I'm Denis sure. villain. Is that who made the show? Oh, okay. Um, oh. Okay. So, so should we move on so our podcast doesn't get? Bombed? Yeah, some stuff happened over the break um, from the pod. Uh, the Oscars cut for the categories and then uh today's news uh they will be broadcasting all of the categories can i say something yeah i wasn't gonna watch when they cut cinematography sure nick 
I just lied to you guys. <laughs> I was going to watch, but I knew that once – because I follow the ASC, uh, the BSC. I follow all that shit on Instagram. The day that happened, I saw the outrage. I saw basically the top cinematographers in the world. I don't follow Ace or anything like that on, on Twitter, but I saw the outrage, and I was like, minimum, it'll be back next year. And shit – they they did they did the open letter when they had the top yeah. fifty cinematographers in the world basically and signed then, like, this. You had it's game over. Mark you either... Scorsese and actors too signing it. But I saw it either Guillermo del Toro, Seth Rogen. I don't know who tweeted it. It makes sense. What makes a movie? Literally editing and cinematography. You take those two away, you get a play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally, you take those two things away, you have a fucking play. You have an actors with the stage and a script. And you know what? You could have the directors telling them shit too. I don't care. But you take those two things away, it's and not you do not have anymore. you don't have a movie. So guess what? They made the right decision. But that being said, this is the sloppiest I've ever seen leading up to an award show. I thought the Kids Choice Awards would have been sloppier than this. Yeah, what happened now? Queen, what ha- Queen's playing? Yeah, dude, what's happening? Slimed, I thought they were dude. trying to cut stuff. Queen's playing now. Well, you may as well add on an hour at this point. No, no, no. Shit. We, we know what they were trying to do. They were trying to cater to the the popular audience. You know, they want they want as many people to tune in as possible. So they thought adding best popular picture, cutting out awards, putting Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, the thing in is, is, is that they weren't picture. even going to cut them out. They were going to just cut the like reactions of them yeah. winning and walking up to the stage, and then they were just going to play the a montage. They're going to use yeah. an editor to cut it down and use a montage. <laughs> They're going to use a couple cameramen to shoot it for them and make, make it look nice during commercial break when they should be getting some rest. It's very interesting the way that their brains were working, and I'm so happy that it was rewired within a matter of two weeks or yeah. what was it a week? Less. It was just a couple days. Yeah, good. I, that was the, one of the most brain dead decisions I've ever seen, <laughs> and it at least allows me to watch another year and see if the best pictures are any better next Bohemian. year. Black Panther. Well, GDT. Black Panther. You were, I don't mind. you were right though. GDT tweeted something more elegantly talking about how important cinema. What did I say wrong? That wasn't no. elegant. And then dude. Seth Seth Rogen said something funny where he's like, "Oh yeah, what a great way to celebrate movies than take away the two things that make them possible." <laughs> it's like, but also some conspiracy theory tinfoil hat stuff. Yeah, Disney. Are you talking about yeah, Disney? How di- those are the only four categories where Disney didn't have a nomination. Is anyone surprised? It's ABC that airs the Oscars, right? What? Who owns ABC? Can you say it? Well, Disney. no. Who Who owns the world? Disney. No, I don't know. It, it makes sense, oh my man. God. No, it makes sense, a hundred percent. What? But that being said, what are you gonna do? Let's move on to the next one. I was really sad, boy. I tweeted out some stuff. Um, well, I didn't tweet. I retweeted a bunch of stuff, and I was probably annoying to all my regular followers that don't give a shit about movies. They probably give me an unfollow, but that's all I have I to feel add. like the problem with the Oscars is it should be about what is best. It doesn't matter if anybody saw it ever. It should, it should just be a celebration of the art of film and what is the best. That's all it should be. You know, and it's turned into... Um, different movies campaigning for awards, yes. so they so they it's you know, take people like out that. to dinner, give like them money, though. yeah. Well, and then guess all what's of a sudden behind everything? Nomination. Is money exactly? Money is just a circular thing where it's like some movies only get made in the hopes that they will get nominated mm-hmm. for an Oscar because yep. then that budget will be remade by that sticker well, that goes on the freaking well, the thing movie is, that says it's been nominated. The, the thing is too. You would hope that the academy, all the academy members, would watch all the nominations, but it's just. I don't want to say it's not possible because it definitely is. We get pretty damn close every year. 
Well, it's and not we even have, that. Are they watching all the movies that have come out? Not You can't watch every movie, but it, are they watching more than just what's nominated? Obviously, you their schedules I mean? are wild, but they should sit down, even watch some of the best scenes. I, that's what movies should start doing, just some of the best scenes, shit. But I've been paying a little bit more attention to the actual unions and stuff. Yeah, well, what if what if I was going to say, what if they treated it more like that, where the actors would vote on the best actor? Or the guilds vote on each category, but the Academy would never let it happen because they're the Academy. Anyway, let's okay, move on. Yeah. I'm kind of we'll, sick of it. We'll, we'll watch have a post, Sunday. We'll have a post-Oscar podcast where we'll probably rant about something that happened. Meanwhile, tune into the Town Brother Awards. Town Brother Award, baby. <laughs> we have no conspiracies here. I also, wish Disney was paying us because, shit, I would put all Disney movies as best picture <laughs> if they gave us 100000 We have no controversy about the host. No controversy about commercial breaks. I think we're in good running Nick's right been now. Kind of a douche lately. We though. still don't know how we're gonna shoot it, but we'll do it. Let's <laughs> we'll do it. All right, let's get it. Uh, Star Wars Episode Nine has completed principal photography. J.J. Abrams back in the director's chair. Tweeted out a kind little picture of the main. Yeah, three. great photo. I just have to say, I'm super excited. I'll be there opening night. Didn't hate the Last Jedi. Didn't really love it that much. I love the Force Awakens. Let's get this Episode Nine out of the way and let's get some Star Wars into the bloodstream. Billion dollars. <laughs> Okay. How much money is Disney going to make this year? More than enough. Did Fro- you know they Frozen have a two. movie coming out like every month? They have like what? Dumbo, Aladdin, Lion King. King. That's month, month, month. Endgame. Endgame. Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel. Frozen 2. Frozen 2. What's the Pixar movie? Toy Story 4. Four. That's a billion dollars. Almost every movie Star we named is a billion dollars. Avengers could be two billion. Star, Star Wars, Wars. That's that's two, one to two billion. So what? Toy Story 4. We already said that one. I know. That could be $2 billion. <laughs> So, like, if we could be... Lion King? Wait, hold on. $1.5 billion. Knows? Can we be honest with, the, with each other? If Disney gave us $10,000, which is, like, so <laughs> minuscule compared to what they make with their movies, if they gave us $10,000, would we skew the best picture? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would consider it. <laughs> Wait, what What Disney Wait, movie ten, was not... 10000 a piece, or do we split it? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Think about how much that would boost my life. I have integrity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on no. Nate's side. Yeah, <laughs> Nate just whispered to me that he would never do it because he has integrity. Thank you. Um, no. I don't even think we – did we nominate a Disney something for the – Yep, A Quiet Place. Let's move on. You're wrong. I don't even <laughs> I don't know. get we it. Didn't. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, excited. Hopefully, Kylo Ren does something cool. That I loved I, – he's my favorite character in Star Wars. I hope he but kills Ray. They're starting to do some weird stuff with him that I'm not interested in, but we'll see. Um, eighth grade won the original screenplay – Award at the Writers Guild of America uh, wasn't nominated for uh, best original screenplay. See, I'm the telling Oscar. you, the guilds should vote in each category. That'd be cool, but it will never happen. But you know what? I can dream. And I have to say, uh, biggest snub in my opinion of the Oscar season besides Beale Street not getting a nom for uh, best picture. Um, and I just have to say, go Bo Burnham and go Elsie Fisher. Uh, love the movie. And Bo Burnham also added, have fun at the Oscars, losers, or something like that after he won. So good for him. I'm glad that he's not too salty well, about Well, you know, it. you know, A24 or something has a blank check written for him and says, when your next script is done, let us know. And it's like... And then he writes in $2, and he says, I have integrity. <laughs> what, uh, well, what I think is happening with all the Oscar controversies, it's making all these other awards more meaningful now because they carry more prestige the oscars have become so watered down and it's it doesn't it just means less also a little like an, water another point to, of interest during the wgas um the wags the Let's call it what it is the wgas is that wag to you Oog. 
best best writing in a video game, um, God of War. Uh, that's what I want to say. That's a game. I what is it? Atreus. Atreus. Okay, let's move on. No, it's boy. boy. <laughs> okay, uh, Mark Webb will be directing the North American adaptation of Your Name. Now, when this was first announced, I was very skeptical, but then they keep at like, and then they said J.J. Abrams is attached to produce. I'm like, okay, my interest went up to about from zero percent to about ten percent, and then now they said Mark Webb's directing it, and he's great with romance stuff. So I'm gonna go up to about twenty five percent. Will he? Will he? Pretty skeptical. Will about he ever this. make a better movie than Five Hundred Days of Summer? Uh, some might say he has with the Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> the same people that wanted Queen to perform in Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody for Best Picture. Um, I feel like I feel like that could be interesting because I don't think he's a terrible director. He, what I, else he does, has he directed? He does handle romance well. What else has he directed? Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah, I love Amazing that movie. Spider-Man One and Two. Yeah, Gifted. Didn't see that bomber. And um, something about New York, something in New York. Oh, Gangs in New York. I think that was pretty well, good. I think uh, he handles romance really well, and I think romance really depends on the chemistry of the leads, so it depends on who they get to start. I think they already I think got you're Ryan spot Gosling on on and Emma Stone. I think no, I, I wouldn't even – I don't care. I've seen him in too many movies. I think have, you seen him, have you seen him in Gangster Squad? Yeah, get out of my no, I think get out of my I think face. you're spot on, though. We'll wait to see what the cast is. All right, I'm good with Two white on. people. Lock good, it good in. Good call. <laughs> good call. All uh, right. Next up is trailers. Just three of them, right? Three pretty Just good trace. trailers for me. Just Trace, Nate? Uh, we have the Tolkien trailer. This was the shortest of the bunch, about a minute, kind of like a tease. I'm interested. Uh, Nothing can, too mind-blowing in it, but I'm just interested to see the story. You can go ahead and block me on Twitter for this one. Still haven't seen all the Lord of the Rings movies, uh, so I wasn't really too connected to this trailer. I did like Nick Holt and uh, The Favorite, so I guess that propels me a little bit into about 5%. Did you 5%. like him in X-Men? Um, yeah, go ahead and block me again on this <laughs> one, guys. Not a big fan of the X-Men. Have not seen a quantity of the movie. <laughs> Most of them are worth skipping. Did you like him in Mad Max Fury Road? Oh, shit, I forget because he had all the makeup on. Very good boy in that one. What's your thoughts on this Lord of the Rings guy? Um, No, I think it's really cool that Tolkien's getting his story made into a movie. I, I think it's going to be interesting. You love him, right? Those, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I think it's really interesting seeing how they're going to make all those war scenes into his imagination. For. I think that's what I'm pretty interested that in. That looks really cool, but he was always so adamant in his life that everything he wrote had nothing to do with any, uh, it was, ne- it was never symbolic for mm-hmm. anything or it was never meant to be an allegory for anything. So I almost, I don't know. I, I wonder how he would feel about it almost, too. Now, Tyler, I have a question that could give you trouble, and I want to know what your opinion is on it. Who would win 1v1 Rust, George R.R. R. Martin or Toy King? Uh, well, without Tolkien, George R.R. R. It doesn't yeah, matter. Who would win no, 1v1 no, their styles quick are so quick different, spell. and I think, you know, all of fantasy is li- it's literally all based on Lord of the Rings. It's crazy, man. It's everything <laughs> okay. you in fantasy, you can just go, oh, that came from Lord <laughs> then you of the Rings can't exactly. Say, then you can't say who would win Michael Jordan or LeBron one-on-one. But what I'm I did do last you, night. No, that would be spell. saying who, uh, who who's better, LeBron or the guy that invented basketball? <laughs> I, someone, someone made a nice tweet about That's writing. That's easy, bitch. If you write a hundred words a day or a hundred pages a day or whatever, all that matters is that you're writing. And I posted a 
picture of George R. R. Martin laughing because it's I'm true. Though. Never ever gonna read Winds of Winter in my life, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is so depressing. <laughs> I have to say though, but you got season eight coming. I it's not the same, Tyler. I'm super. Don't get me wrong. I am so excited for season eight. It's what I'm most anticipating or this most year? anticipating of 2019 over Avengers, the whatever good movies are going to come out at the end of the year, Godzilla, all this cool stuff. It's so season eight. Let me just shift the question for five seconds. What if it was on shipment? What? The so 1v1. <laughs> if it was shipment. on shipment. We're moving on. We're moving no, on. No sleight of hand pro. Yes. Are they playing the video game or are they there in real life? They're there in real life. I'm picking Tolkien. No, no. <laughs> he's in run. war. No, for real though. Just uh, yesterday trailer from Danny Boyle. Love it. I love every second of it. I'm really excited because I have to say as a 2% musician, I play guitar every once in a while. I, everyone has a dream where they wrote all the classics. Yep. Everyone does. If you pick up an instrument for a second, I think it's like a disease that you get where you just think of that for 30 seconds or even dream about it. And I think it's a really cool concept. The Beatles have created some of the greatest songs of all time, and I'm excited to see the movie. Just, uh, yeah, well, we'll see. Um, Why are you laughing, Scoobs? Because... Never, no, never mind. But I think the movie looks great. Uh, when the trailer started, I was super skeptical because I really did not buy into what the plot was going to be. But as the trailer went on, I kept buying more and more into it. And then when I saw it was directed by Danny Boyle, I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's and, the main thing that's got yep. me in. I think like, it looks great. I think the actor looks really good. Yeah, it says introducing him. Is it Dev Patel's little brother? No. Do we know that for a fact? Yes. I looked it up. Did you? Yeah, because he kind of looks like him, and I, I thought I he worked with uh, his, uh, Dev Patel worked with Danny Boyle in the past, right? Slumdog Millionaire. That's why I thought maybe that's his, is that his best movie? No, it's not. Steve Jobs. Steve is that what you would oh, say? Oh, that's what I would say. That's what I would say too. I'd uh, say Bond Twenty Five. Too soon for that one. <laughs> that hurt my feelings. <laughs> uh, Frozen Two. I have seen only clips when it's on of Frozen. This will give me incentive to watch it. <laughs> but I have to say the trailer, animation-wise and visuals, looks cool. I don't give a hell about any of the characters, so I guess that may change once I actually view it for viewing pleasure. But stay tuned. Yeah, I think it's a really good animated trailer. Uh, I'm like, I hope that the movie is the tone that's set forth in the trailer. I mean, there is no dialogue. It should, the the animation looks incredible. Like it, it's getting more and more like insane each time a new animated movie comes out from Disney. Um, but we'll see. I, I have a feeling that it may step back into the more more bouncy that the original Frozen was, but we'll see. I'm really excited for it. The trailer was great for an animated movie. And uh, I guess now it's time to jump into the movies that we watched over our little hiatus. Um, okay. I can let go. me go first. Well, I was just going to say. Let me go first because I watched, <clears throat> I think, hey, dude, four. Hey, dude, I have class. Hey, Tyler has oh, class okay. in eight minutes, but I think there you have to stay for us, though. <clears throat> All right, but let me go first. So, go ahead. Since last time, I watched, and it's been a while, so I've watched quite a bit. I watched the documentary series on Netflix, Conversations with the Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes, which is directed by the same guy who is directing the Ted Bundy movie starring Zac Efron that's coming out soon. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a well-made documentary. Um, I don't know. It's weird saying you like something with Ted Bundy, but whatever. Um, then I watched that the documentary. You. Then I watched a documentary, Abducted in Plain Sight, and what an amazing, ridiculous story. I think... <clears throat> Did it give you release? 
<laughs> I think uh, if you're interested in documentaries, you should watch it um, just because of its subject matter. It's so ridiculous. I've, I can't imagine that anybody actually lived this life. It seems like a movie. Um, after that, I, I finally watched the sequel to Before Sunrise. I saw Before Sunset. What a phenomenal movie. Me I and like Tyler both rewatched a lot it. I rewatched the first it with one. Him. It has some of the best dialogue I've ever seen in a movie. Their chemistry, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, is unbelievable. Richard Linklater just really knows how to tell the best kind of romantic story and make it feel like real life. It doesn't feel like – nothing feels like a movie, and that's the best part. Um, the way it ends, I knew as soon as he said it, as soon as he says his last line, I know. I was like, it's going to end right here, isn't it? And – um, it's just a movie where you you want to see keep going. I don't want to have to wait nine years to watch the next one, you know. So well, for the for the special for you, you can go watch the next one. <laughs> You're able to go watch it. I know. I just do, mean, do you like, like that one better than Before Sunrise? Yes, I do. I uh, just I feel like it for some reason. I think I, it's this because one was you already more know the characters, and it's kind of like you just can just jump into there. Yeah, I loved it. Um, before midnight's one. my favorite. Nah, before before midnight's my favorite. After it's that, realistic at the end, and I love it. After that, I watched Alfonso Cuarón's "Itu Mama Tambien." Itu Mama Tambien. I watched it a couple weeks ago. What do you think, Tyler? Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a really good coming of age story. I don't think I'd put it in my favorite coming of age movies, but um, I do think it was really well directed and well shot. It was shot by Lubeski. Mm. I believe it was, Chivo. was it their mm. first feature film for both of them? Could have been. Um, either way, so. it's, I wrote a paper on Emmanuel Lubeski. I should know this. I think it is. All right. It's a really great movie. Um, it's very sexual. So yes. if you haven't seen it, I would warn you. Watch um, it with your parents. Yeah, watch it with the whole family. Especially if you're below the age of 16. I think I'm pretty sure I saw it airing on ABC House Family last weekend. So you should, <laughs> you should be well, able to Well, ABC it. Family plays some messed up stuff, <laughs> to be honest. Um, after that, I watched Spike Jones's Her. Oh, my God. What, uh, what one a of the, trash movie. Have you watched it, Nate? Mm-hmm. One of the best shot movies I've ever seen. Yep. Hoyt Van Hoyt. I agree. Top Amazing. Three. That movie is jolted. The when color? I watched it. It's just say, so pretty. I've seen it's unbelievable. I have to say, I have to say, it jolted into my top five favorite shot movies in history. It's one of the most visually pleasing movies I've ever seen. Nate's doing some monkey dance right now. <laughs> I Nate, I really hope something blindsides you. On the the way only, home. the only reason I didn't like it, uh, the only reason I didn't get a perfect score is because I almost wanted to see more, or not see more, but hear more of the AI and like what was going on with it. Because it really is Good just cop out, it's dude. just about Joaquin Phoenix and the love story, and I feel like if it expanded a little bit outside of that, it could have been even better. Um, but that's just my opinion. You, it's you can about take it love, or leave it. though. I know and that's it's, what I, it's a great movie. I'm not discounting. It. I'm just saying, I felt like I could have done with a little bit more. Um, I have a great conspiracy theory about the movie too. But anyway, I'll get to that with my friends later. Uh, we also saw Alita: Battle Angel. Should we talk about that real quick? Yeah, I. I have to be honest. I'm going to start it off. I was the most excited for this movie, and it's so funny because it is exactly what I expected, so I was not disappointed in the slightest. The dialogue at some points is some of the worst you can see put to screen. Some of the acting at some points is some of the worst you can put to screen. Some of the visual effects, especially at the end, Spy Kids 3D, some of the worst you'll ever see. But guess what? It, right in between there is jammed good action. There's some good dialogue. There's some good story arcs, and there's some good creative concepts in there. And that's all I wanted for a February IMAX experience. And guess what? I got to go with AMC A-List. Go ahead and sponsor us if you'd like. <laughs> Alita Battle Angel, three 
out of five, no complaints necessary because guess what? Grow up. I think we all gave it the same score, three yeah. stars. But right? you hate it way more than us. I didn't. No. No, I didn't hate the we movie. We all gave it the same score. I think the a lot of the story elements that I didn't like were very young adulty, and that really took them like basically young adult everything. Fiction, basically, like sixty percent of the movie is trash. Yeah, and then I love the Whoa. action sequences. I think the the visual effects honestly were great for it. Mm-hmm. Watching it in IMAX was fantastic, even though it was 3D and I had to wear glasses on my glasses. And they gave me the wrong glasses to begin <laughs> with, so I was freaking... I had to miss the How to Train Your Dragon IMAX trailer, so it that is, was pretty good. This is the new... Uh, 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 Hurry speed. up, dude! Let me talk. This, this is the new Speed Racer. People will be talking about oh, this. Shut a couple the of hell years. up, dude! Speed Racer sucks. This is Maze Run. <laughs> this is this movie is Maze Runner mixed with Speed Racer. All right, let me. People talk are now. gonna be talking about it a couple years, saying it's pretty solid. Go ahead, Tyler Yorn. Dude, I have to go to class anyway. Elite Battle Angel. There's a lot to hate, um, but what? Go ahead though. No, seriously, the some of the performances are. The worst of the year. I don't think they'll be beaten, honestly, for worse. Stop. Um, it's not that bad. The, the script is not written well. The dialogue is not good. But Christoph Waltz, Mahershala Ali, Jennifer Connelly, they're all really great. Yeah. Rosa Salazar, she's yeah, you're great. You're so brave. The, the, special f- <laughs> the special effects are really fantastic to watch. It's one of the only movies I would recommend to see in 3D because it was amazing. Yeah. Rollerball is the coolest sport yeah. I've ever witnessed. They should just call it Murder Execution Street because it, <laughs> it, it's all it is and it was super cool. <laughs> they could jump out of the stadium. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's absolutely nuts, but it was the coolest thing I've ever watched on yeah. the IMAX other than Ready Player One, honestly. Mission Impossible? I, well, we're talking fake CG, on, okay. not, not real life. Anyway, um, it, but there's so much stuff to dislike to where I don't care if I ever see a sequel because there's plenty of other stuff that deserves sequels more than this. Um, but it was a fine movie. And they set that up strong. <laughs> <laughs> they set, that was the strongest setup I've ever yeah, seen for that's, a That's another big reason the movie is disappointing because they should have made sure the story wrapped up just in case they can't make sequels. At least do something where there's some finality. You can still have something for a sequel but have the first movie have a, a sense of finality and that is not found in this at all whatsoever um what great. else did you watch uh, okay never mind i'm not gonna spoil the cameo yeah. the movie. uh i saw green book the oscar best picture nominated lifetime tv best picture peter ferrelli mahershala ali um it's not good it's perfectly fine it's not a great movie um, I don't think it's directed particularly well. Like, there's nothing that stands out of it. There's no style or substance. It's just a well-acted... Um, that's it. You get in there. A, it's, a, it's a well-acted movie. Mahershala Ali and Viggo Mortensen are great. I don't think the script is particularly good. I think the dialogue, honestly, could have been a lot better, and some of the emotional moments could have been even played out better. Stronger. Yeah. Um, but for what it was, it was the best Hallmark movie I've ever seen. I think it's disappointing that that gets nominated over, and that's where some of this bullshit Oscar campaigning comes in. The fact that that gets nominated over First Man and first a plethora of eighth grade, Street first Kata. Kata. yeah, it, the, it's super upsetting. It's it's ridiculous, but whatever. It's still a fine movie. My parents and all the old people I've ever talked to are all like, "Oh my god, it's so good!" But whatever, it's upsetting. Uh, last thing I watched, Kill Bill Volume One and Two. Um, I had never seen it before, but I really like all of Quentin Tarantino's other movies. Um, I loved it. I love that he paid homage to two different gen- genres with each film. The first one is very much a kung fu action movie, and it's super. It's got to be the best version ever. And then 
the part two is a spaghetti western and it's phenomenal in its own right very different the dialogue is amazing david carradine gives a phenomenal performance as bill it's a phenomenal ending to the story uh, what would you say I is like them. the plot line of the movie no uh, spoilers the plot line is does, does the person want to kill, kill bill okay. that's the plot okay it just is exactly what sure. the title is um all right i have to go to class Last thing, oh, Kill Bill. Super well-directed. Quentin Tarantino knows how to direct a damn movie. He is so good at it. The dialogue is outstanding. There you go. Okay. All right, go ahead and sign hey, off hey, for us, thank Tyler. thank you, Tyler. Hey, thank you, Tyler. He's exiting studio here pretty soon. Um, uh, you just go ahead and you have fun in class, Tyler. Shout out to Kyle Owen, his teacher. I believe he's a listener of the podcast, but he'll probably listen to this he's in a couple listening weeks. live. Yeah, he's live listening right now. Me and Nate will wrap it up. Nate, let me jump into what I saw because it's going to go really fast and it's going to go faster than you can imagine. Take your All time right. on movies that you want to take your time on. All right, boys and girls. So Wait, let me get one last thing. Oh, Nick's opinions the most don't matter. That's all I want. That hurts. Good English. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so since the last episode, Tyler talked about it last episode, but he saw Free Solo. Oh, should and I me- talk about it as well? No. Me and Nate... Uh, Nate and I are going to be present on the documentary special episode, so we'll discuss then. We'll save time on this podcast. Uh, then I went down to Champaign, Illinois. I visited my girlfriend, and we went to this cool art theater down there, and we saw the live-action short films that are nominated for best or for best one at the Oscar, which is originally going to be cut, by the way. So it's back now, baby. Um, so the first one I saw is called Mother. Uh, it is a Spanish. Just no exclamation point. No, just mother. It's madre. It's madre. Uh, letterbox corrected. It's a mother. So let me correct that. It's madre. It's a Spanish foreign or Spanish foreign or I think they're all foreign. No skin, is it? Anyway, and it's really good. It's almost like a one take of a mom on the phone with her son. Her son is alone at the beach. She he can't find his dad there, and it it's literally. Uh, 18 minutes of the phone conversation, incredible cinematography just because of the motivated tracking shots and mm-hmm. everything like that of her roaming around the house. Then I saw possibly my favorite one of the night. It is called Fav. It is a Canadian short animated movie. And it's about two ba- uh, two boys. Not animated. Not Oh, did I say animated? Not animated at all. I'm sorry. Beautiful cinematography. Some of the best cinematography I saw over the weekend when I was seeing all these nominees. Um, it's about two boys. They are kind of just roaming around, and they're playing basically a game of I gotcha, like uh, pump fakes with handshakes and everything like that. No spoilers. And no spoilers, but then they get into a, a predicament, and it's just it really is a terrifying movie because it embodies some of my fears I had as a kid, and it's also beautiful at the same time because of the imagery and just the way the whole thing looks. That was my favorite and I hope it wins, but I do not know if it will. Then there's one called Magreret, I believe it is. I believe that one's Canadian as well. It's just about an older lady, um, and she's she's getting older, so she has a, a caretaker, and uh, the caretaker uh, tells her that she is lesbian, and Margaret uh, has an emotional uh, reaction to that, and that's basically just the story of their relationship and – uh, her growing old and uh, yeah, really good. I really like that one as well. So the first three I really liked. Then we get to one called Detainment, and it's an Irish uh, short film. This is the only one on the weekend that I did not like, and I think it's just a really annoying short film. It uh, talks about two ten-year-old boys. This is a true story that uh, are the youngest 
people ever, I believe, in the modern ages to be tried for as an adult for murder. It was back in the 90s, I believe. They, uh, they killed a little boy. I'm not spoiling anything because it's real life. And it's one of the most annoying movies ever. The kids are good in it, and that's what makes it annoying because of how good their acting is. But it's just... I, it makes me want to take three showers after watching it, and I didn't really enjoy any aspect of it. The cinematography was kind of generic. Um, that's not to say it didn't look good, but a lot of the shots were generic. So only one on the weekend I didn't like. Then there's an American one called Skin. What Skin was, um, it's basically just follows um, – I'll just read the description on Letterboxd because it's the best way to describe it. A small supermarket in a blue-collar town. A black man smiles at a 10-year-old white boy across the checkout aisle. This uh, innocuous moment sends two gangs into ruthless war that ends with a shocking backlash. That describes it perfectly. This, as well, had really amazing cinematography. Between that and Fav, those are the two best-looking on the weekend. So that's the best animated short. Or, damn it, best live-action short. (laughs) Uh, I want Fav to win, but I think Skin has some heavy uh, skin in the game. Ba-dooms. All right. Before Sunset, rewatch that with Tyler um, and our girlfriends, and it's just an amazing movie. Perfectly directed, perfectly written, and it's short, sweet. That's all I have to add to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Bao again because I went on. I went on. I watched all the animated Oscar-nominated shorts and two honorable mentions. Bao is amazing. Pixar's product is so clean. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it. And I feel like that just goes to show how clean their production is uh, behind the scenes and how well their stories are put mm-hmm. together. Um, I think that could win, but uh, and I think it will, depending on how crazy the Oscars and the Academy want to get. But then there's one called Late Afternoon. Um, I believe this one's from Ireland. And it's just cool animation. It kind of reminded me of, Remember on on Nickelodeon, there's like a fifteen or a five minute show in between movies sometimes, and it's the one with the water color painting. Oh yeah, and like everyone remembers it, but no one remembers what it is. That's what the kind of animation is like, and it's just about a woman with Alzheimer's remembering. Very sad. All of these films are sad, <laughs> by the way. Um, then there is one called Animal Behavior, my least favorite, and it's not sad. I lied. This one is my least favorite of the animated ones. It's kind of funny, but it's just about animals in a therapy session. And an ape walks in and goes ape shit. Uh, yeah. Then there's one called Weekends, and it's about a st- – I really – I know Roman, our buddy, didn't like it that much. He saw this one. But I really like the animation style on this. It was very creative, and it was very different. I haven't seen anything like it. Um, it's just about a boy struggling between uh, going on the weekends to see his dad divorced parents, etc. Dealing with those struggles. Very good. I don't think it'll win, but very good. Uh, worth a watch. And they also have Money for Nothing by Dire Straits in it. And it's a good song. One Small Step. This reminded me of like something that Pixar would make. And it's about a girl uh, who wants to be an astronaut. And she struggles with school and her dad's there. Sad stuff happens. And it's, it's a very good uh, short film. Beautiful animation. And it kind of reminded me of something that you'd see play before, like a first man. It's kind of cool. Goes hand in hand with each other. And I think Roman even mentioned that in his review for it. And that's the nominations for Best Animated. The other two I'll get to were just honorable mentions. But my winner is Bao. I think that Pixar just had too clean of a product, too perfect of a product. 
and I think that'll end up winning, but I would not be upset if one small step won mm -hmm. as well. And then I saw two other ones, Wishing Box, which is just about a pirate who needs to communicate with a monkey because the monkey's the only one that can make his wishes come true. Pretty funny, five minutes, really short one, pretty solid. I do not believe it should have been nominated for Best Animated Short, but it's pretty mm -hmm. funny, and I was happy I saw it. The other one, however, is Tweet Tweet. It's from Russia. I think you can watch this one online, but this by far is my third favorite, maybe even second favorite of the weekend, and it wasn't nominated. It's about walking the tightrope of life. That's literally what it's about, and it's beautiful animation. There's some parts that actually look like real life, and I'm really sad it wasn't nominated. I don't know if it just didn't meet the criteria or whatever mm -hmm. it was, but um, yeah, so that's all the shorts I watched that weekend. Cool. But uh, I'm really happy I went and saw them. I'd never watched them any year prior besides the Pixar ones. And I'm happy to see them. Then we went and saw Lego Movie 2. Uh, the projector and power went out in our theater with 20 minutes left. Uh, keep in mind, so don't get mad at me at this next segment, but I did pay for my A-list and I used it to get the ticket. But we ended up going home not seeing the last 20 minutes. So I went on Reddit and I found a stream for it on someone's iPhone. And I watched the final 20 minutes. So And I have not finished it yet. Nate has not finished it. I have to say, I did not like the stuff that played out in real life in this one. Like, yeah, it was kind of meaningful, but I didn't like the way it was portrayed on camera, I guess. It, sent, it seemed way less, or it seemed less authentic than the original. And I think that was the overall tone of the movie. It just didn't seem as special as the first movie. Mm -hmm. um, I gave it a three and a half. Still a really good animated movie. Bring your kids to. We talked about Alita. And then my last two, I saw RBG and A Fathers and Sons, which are two best documentary category uh, nominees. And I will talk about that on our documentary, documentary special. I need to watch one more full feature and then all the shorts. And that's all I've seen up until this point. So a lot, but all shorts, all documentaries, and a couple movies. Okay. And now I'm going to jump into what I watched. I watched Free Solo as well. And I guess I'll be on the podcast. I'll yeah, be, more be the so host. moderating it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I'll touch on the ones that I have seen. Um, then I watched, I rewatched Thor Ragnarok. Just a great, Creative. great switch up for Thor. The best possible way to make him more of an interesting character. And I, I love the movie. It's not perfect by any means, but it's, it's super fun to watch. The comedy's great. Um, I think it makes Thor one of the more likable Avengers in that one. And I think the back and forth between uh, Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo in it is great. And that's what it needed to be. And it nailed it. And then I rewatched Avengers Infinity War which is just, I still can't believe that they were able to nail it. I mean, it's it's not perfect, once again, by any means, but the Russo brothers came close to nailing exactly what people expected from an Infinity War. A huge War. spectacle that would have been hard to even imagine exactly. 10 years exactly. ago. Exactly, and then you get these two guys that just come in and just can, in my unpopular, or my opinion. Just, in your popular picture. In my, in my opinion, they can nail the characters better than the directors that do the solo movies. And, like, every single time I see a Russo brother direct another Marvel character, I'm like, that's what I wish that cool. they were in there. And yeah, I love that's that. That's why I'm excited for Endgame as well. And then I watched Brazil, um, a Terry uh, Gilliam movie. Uh, watched it with Max Burke and Luca de Saus. Um, very weird. Uh, very interesting, fantastic ending. Uh, definitely worth a watch. It's on Criterion Collection and Wait, all that. Wait, are you telling me that something Max Burke watched was weird? Yeah, oh, and it was very weird. Like, this is next level weird, but very good movie. Um, definitely a wild card pick, but worth a watch if you're into weird stuff. Killing of a Sacred Deer weird? Probably more than that. Really? Okay. Uh, next up, I rewatched How to Train Your Dragon 1. I think I'm going to rewatch. Which I will be rewatching this week in preparation. I may actually pop in one tonight. I think I'm going to rewatch the second one tonight. Um, 
bogus. It, this is the first first one. I forgot how. I thought you wanted to watch it with me. Just wait. No. What? I thought I. It's I, till tomorrow. Maybe we'll see. Okay. Um, the first one I forgot how great it is. Like this this uh trilogy. Hopefully, I haven't seen the third one yet, but we'll be seeing it this weekend. Um, is something special in the animated world and even just the world of movies as a whole. Um, just the connection that they do and how it's not really. It, it's it's not afraid to tell its own story and not be like super uh animate like stereotypically animated the visuals are fantastic found out that roger deakins was a visual consultant on this and the of second course. one um i think he w- came back as he's not listed in imdb though but legend uh he's not listed on imdb for it like he is because he doesn't get enough respect for like he is for rango but there's like interviews with him talking about oh, how he cool. brought his style and like that watching it i was like some of the shots in this movie are fantastic like not only for an animated movie, but just for a movie in general. And that's cool that they'd bring in someone like him. Yeah. Or if they brought in any cinematographer yeah. in general, that's a really cool. Aspect. And you'll, you, I want to see your opinions on it because there's definitely some fantastic shots in here, oh, and we'll, the score is great. As yeah, well. we'll discuss in the next episode. Uh, and then I watched Alita, and we already talked about that. And then I watched for the first time in 20 years. Let's say I'm 20, going to be 23. It might be accurate. I watched The Hunchback of Notre Dame again. Uh, I can't believe that this is a Disney movie. They deal with some stuff. They deal with murder. They deal with lust. They deal with sex. They deal with um, crisis of faith. Oh, so Bohemian Rhapsody. No, it's insane. Also, best villain song, and I th- think that's a very popular opinion, best villain song in a, a Disney movie. Um, very interesting. The the whole the hunchback portion of it was, it was okay, but it's like, I don't know, didn't get me as it should have for being that, but... At the end of it, it's a fantastic Disney movie. The animation's beautiful, and it just proves, once again, like Disney knows what they're doing when it comes to making these movies. Sweet. Um, and that's all. That's all she wrote for that one. And that's the Talon Brothers podcast. Uh, be on the lookout for a couple specialty items coming out this week, uh, unless we completely bomb and fail. If so, just never listen again. Would not mind, but we got it coming for you. Uh, Talon Brothers Awards, the day of the Oscars. Just peep that before because it will be better better production value as well and also uh stay tuned for our documentary nomination uh episode with a special guest we'll have on all right thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back next week promise and uh yeah keep stay tuned for those specialty episodes it's funny how serious we get after tyler leaves yeah it's almost like a professional podcast yeah it's almost like we're better